welcome to the Feature Friday podcast. I'm your host, Akili Williams. The Feature Friday podcast is a conversational series where we meet a new guest each week, sharing either their personal stories, their businesses, current projects, and we speak on a variety of other topics. On this week's episode, we meet Anya Charisse, the founder and CEO of Navigating Culture. Navigating Culture is an online resource helping first and second generation migrants navigate multiple cultures. Hello, Anya. Welcome to the Feature Friday podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited to have you here. Um, So let's start off. Why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself, your background, where you're from, all that good stuff. Of course. So hi, everybody. My name is Anya Sharice, and I am the founder and CEO of Navigating Culture. I was born and raised in Trinidad and Tobago, which is a tiny island in the Caribbean. Um, And I've lived in a few places. I went to school in Boston. Um, I've had the pleasure of living in Madrid for about half a year um, and most lived in San Francisco. Um, And I'm currently on a journey that's leading me to LA. So if I had to describe myself in one word, you know, I would choose adventurous. As I said before, um, I'm an immigrant and I'm not afraid to just pick up and move and go to the next new place for a brand new adventure. Really, the story of my life up to this point has been about seeking new experiences, um, seeking out different types of people, trying to learn as much as I can, and most importantly, having fun while doing it. Awesome. But now tell us about navigating culture. What is it and who is it for specifically? Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked. Um, Navigating Culture is um, a a passion project of mine. Uh, So really it's a community platform that helps first and second generation migrants struggling to navigate two cultures or more, learn how to Mm self-validate, remove self-doubt and find confidence so they can achieve their dream without forgetting their values or where they come from. Now, I assume you've spoken to lots of people who similar to you who are migrants, who they're trying to adapt to a new place. And, you know, there, there are probably some common issues, common concerns. What would you say is the most common thing that you've heard? Everyone is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the most, it's people are just struggling to fit in and to feel like they're they belong, right? So there's a lot of self-doubt a lot of times about whether they made the right decision to move, if they were born in the place that they live right now and they're a second-generation immigrant, there's a lot of friction around them trying to create their own personhood and feel like if they're becoming their own person in the midst of this new place, but also against the backdrop of um, parents who are very much of a different culture. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of concern about wanting to do something outside what their society or culture says is worthwhile. Um, and there's also a lot of stress around what, you know, we, I'm saying we here because I'm also an immigrant, perceive mm-hmm. as feeling because we all also feel like we're not just feeling ourselves, but we're disappointing like an entire community. 
so people are less coming to the platform with like clear cut questions per se mm -hmm. they're more sharing like wow i absolutely feel this way or have felt this way i thought this was just me and the content is really helping me move through some of that stuff and giving me inspiration to try to create a life that feels exciting to me and not just mm -hmm. my parents or my culture or the people in my community now that's so good so you like I said you've met people who are dealing with all of these issues and you personally I guess you've had these experiences so um, I think it's a really great resource and I, I, I'm glad that you, you know, went ahead and actually created like, is it just on Instagram? So I found you on Instagram. Is it just on Instagram or do you have like a blog or something else? I think it's super great that you asked that. So Navigating Culture, this is its umpteenth <laughs> iteration. I've spent a lot of time trying to create something that I think could be helpful and beneficial. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, Navigating Culture was really, it started off as a blog. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it was about me telling my story as like a young millennial black Caribbean woman living in a big city. Mm -hmm. So if you check out the website, it's navigatingculture.co. Okay. You will find, um, blogs on there that really talk about my journey um and you can see sort of like the evolution of this passion project um throughout the years so you can definitely find me there um i'm also most heavy on instagram um the goal of the platform though in the end is to create a community platform whether that be an app or a place online where people can come if they're about to immigrate if they feel uh that they don't really fit in the particular culture that they're that they find themselves in because of the differences in their parents' culture, etc. Mm -hmm. And they can get resources, find books, and most importantly, meet each other and find camaraderie in that, hey, like I'm not doing this alone. There are people out there like me, and there are mm -hmm. other people who are further along the journey who can be a source of inspiration and who can let me know, like, hey, like it can be done, like I can forge my part and remove self-doubt and self-validate as a first or second gen immigrant. Wow, that is amazing. And I'm I'm really excited to um to really see where this goes. And I'd love to like if there's an app, I honestly <laughs> I'm excited hearing about that. So I've only been following you on Instagram. I didn't realize that you had another website. Um, mm -hmm. But what I've seen so far is that you give lots of great um, tips and advice for things like um, creating lasting friendships or overcoming homesickness and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, are you able to just, you know, drop a few little gems for us? For example, um, what are some great ways of, I guess, integrating into a culture that's quite different from your own? Yes. Um, so you, you want to, the first part of the question is how can we create lasting friendships and deal yes. with homesickness, especially mm -hmm. if we're in a new place? Okay. So I'm so glad you brought this up because it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, uh, personally, because I felt, because coming from a small place where I didn't necessarily feel like if I fit in all the time, I really felt that friends were not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you move to a new place especially because you don't have family around you you realize that you need people like nobody is an island 
Mm-hmm. Nobody can move through the world by themselves. You need people in all different capacities um, just to survive. Um, and you need to like build relationships. Not every relationship or friendship will be like a ride or die, but even the friendship you have, like like when I say friendship loosely here with like your postman or the grocer, like those things are important. You need people to know that you exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to also recognize the humanity in other people in all walks of life. Um, so for me, I would say one of the most important things you can do to create lasting friendships is actually to start with yourself. You have to get crystal clear on what your values are. If you don't know what you stand for, what you will and won't tolerate, like what you enjoy doing, what is a giant red flag for you, I don't think it's possible to make genuine and true friendships because mm-hmm. any connection you make will be based on a lie. Wow. <laughs> so you need to like start doing the work that's like, like who am I? And like really truly like, what are my values? What will I stand and not stand for? I say that is a first step. I think a second step is being open to people and not being afraid to make the move, the first move. So a big part of life is learning how to redefine rejection. I'm not here to be like, I've mastered this. I'm still mastering this. I'm a very sensitive person. I take things mm-hmm. very personally. Um, but I will say in, in the realm of making friendships, you you just have to just put yourself out there. Like, And I say this very specifically because some of my best friends to this day are people that I've met in a social setting where I said, I kind of like their vibe. I thought they were cool. And I said, do you want to like get coffee sometime? And they were like, sure, why not? And I want to like, let you know why that's really key and why finding out what your values are is one of the first steps. So a big value of mine is being open almost to the point of being adventurous. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, when I'm open and another person responds to that openness, it's an indicator from the universe that yes, this person and I share the same values. Mm-hmm. If I'm open and adventurous and I let that show and I'm like, hey, do you want to grab coffee sometime? And somebody's like, oh, no, <laughs> not really. Of course, there are like a billion reasons. There could be a billion reasons why they're not game. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they think I'm strange. Maybe, you know, they don't like to hang out with strangers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I try not to feel crappy in those moments because mm-hmm. all that person's rejection is telling me is that, hey, Maybe you and that person won't even mesh because oh, there's that you guys don't have the same values. So really all you're doing um, and is saving yourself some time. Um, and yes, I know that's simplifying it a bit, but honestly, sometimes in life things are really simple mm-hmm. and like we in our humanness over complicate things or have a tendency to do that. Um, so if I could just give two like big steps to genuine and true friendships that have worked for me. Um, And again, I'm not saying that I'm a mass in this like lifelong learner, but really it's like, what are your values and getting really clear on those and then being open and redefining rejection. Wow. Um, Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm actually taking notes because that is, like I said, I've been an immigrant for pretty much my whole life. (laughs) and what you just said right there is so valuable I for example I I do have I do fear rejection that's the first thing so I hardly ever make the first move like and approach someone to say hey would you like to have a coffee sometime because I'm so afraid of them um, saying no or just you know that 
feeling of rejection. But if someone mm -hmm. were to ask me, I'd be like, yes, I'm absolutely open to that. But I, I never really think of it in the reverse that, you know, someone may be, you know, afraid to, to ask me or, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, that's, and just the, the thought of that, <clears throat> sorry, if someone does reject you, that just, you know, means, you know, maybe you probably wouldn't get on with them. So honestly, that, that is so good. And I'm good. I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that you think it's valuable. I think um, that I, I love hearing that people see my advice as valuable. Um, so it means the world that you are taking notes and that you um, want to put this out in practice. So like, by all means, like, I know it's kind of tricky to do it now because they sit in the world, but yeah. when you decide to put it into practice, like, please message me and let me know if it works. <laughs> I will. Um, absolutely yeah. will. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Anya, I just made a new friend today. <laughs> I would love to hear that. Oh. And don't be alarmed if it doesn't work the first time. It's like mm -hmm. a numbers game. So yeah, it's it's true. Um, so another thing is, um, I think you also mentioned it in your thing about, um, like you may go to like meetup groups. So when I first moved to Spain, um, I was using the meetup app and you know going to different events, and I just felt they were always very surface level. And I think you talk about that. Um, and it's like always struggling to really get further and and, and I, again it may just be because I wasn't saying hey would you like to hang out again sometime or whatever it's just you kind of the the conversation stayed at the meetup and it didn't ever go any further so mm -hmm. yeah I think I think any sort of community group is hard um because and I think it's easy to feel think that things are superficial my remedy for that is pick one to two things and be consistent. Mm -hmm. So human beings are, I think, especially in the world that we live in, we meet so many people all the time. And it's so much different people. Like we tend to be on our guard. Um, and so I think it can be hard sometimes for people to like want to open up the first time they meet you. Um, but I will give an example. Um, I really have always wanted to learn how to salsa dance. I talk about me salsa dancing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and the first month I went to salsa dance, you know, I felt very similarly. I was like, oh, it's hard to meet people. People are kind of like avoidant. But I really wanted to learn how to salsa dance. So I kept on going and I kept on moving through the ranks, um, like going from level one to level two to level three. And what happens is when you commit to um, a group or a community or a class, you start to see the same people over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so that leads to two things. One, people start to feel more comfortable around you, but mm -hmm. also you start to feel more comfortable around people, right? And right. so then it becomes easier to like smile at people. It becomes easier to say hello. Mm -hmm. And then for yourself, like after you said hello, hello to the same groups of people like five or six times, then, you know, you can feel more comfortable being like, hey, like I'm going to grab dinner after class. Like, does anybody want to come? Mm -hmm. And like I said, like maybe the first time people say no, but I think eventually because people are used to you, they think that you're, like a relatively same person you also think of the relatively same people um eventually i think you know that you will start to create uh friendships and relationships where that's concerned mm -hmm. and there's always a possibility right that you try a place for six months and people are like rude mm -hmm. okay so find a new place <laughs> right. Right. i know that sounds kind of harsh 
Um, but that's life. Like I'm a big believer. Okay. Like I put my effort, this doesn't work, pivot. Um, and that is the only way I think that you really figure out what works for you. Um, because you have to clarity comes from engagement, right? Um, I didn't make that up by the way, somebody else made that up, but you can't, <laughs> that clarity um, and figure out like what it is you really want and who's for you and what is for you if you sit at home all day and think and journal about it that's one Ooh. step and the, other. the other step is like by putting yourself out there like I said being open um, and like we've been talking about for the podcast redefining rejection in your mind oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so good, honestly. Um, so this, you, you talk about um, really great tips, re- really great advice on you know creating lasting friendships. How then now do we deal with homesickness? Because we're here now in this in this new place. But what about home? Um, personally, I don't think I've experienced homesickness. I, I kind of just, um, when I'm in a new country, I'm just there and I just, I talk to my family back home. Um, I don't really get that like longing to be back where I was. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but I do know people who, who do experience that. So how, how exactly do, do we deal with homesickness? Um, so it's funny that you mentioned that I actually have a, a podcast called The Homesickness Cure. Um, the first season is out and live. And in it, I interview people who have built or are building community in strange places as outsiders. So I would say homesickness is really interesting and in that some people experience it. Some people don't. For some people, it only happens in little bouts. Like it's not a constant, consistent thing. It will happen around certain holidays or if they go to certain places. Um, And I would say the cure for homesickness isn't like instant. There's not like a lotion or, you know, a pill that you can take that makes it go away. But I think what you can do to uh, make sure that you experience it less or alleviate it is actually creating community because mm-hmm. creating community is creating a home away from home. Right. And so when you invest in those relationships and you invest in a community and invest in figuring out who you are in this new place, when homesickness strikes, which it very may, which it, which it, it probably will at some point, mm-hmm. you have people to go to that make you feel like if you belong and make you feel cared for and make you feel accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think community is so important. So in the podcast, I really try to get a range of people um, to talk about how they've built or are building community, whether that's short term or long term. So mm-hmm. I've interviewed a woman who traveled all over South and Central America by herself for a year mm-hmm. and talked about how she found friends and how she built community when it was such a short term endeavor. I talked to another woman who moved from India um, to be with her husband that she had met only six months prior. So okay. new language, new culture, um, didn't know anybody. And then I also interview people from a perspective of um, being labeled in a community that they don't necessarily want to be labeled with. So I spoke to another guy who moved to London and was dealing um, with, you know, feeling out of place with a label that was put on him because of how he looked. Um, but didn't actually feel like if he was a part of that community. So uh, I think it's a great way to just 
pastime. You know, a lot of us have a lot of free time right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to do a great job of interviewing different people from different mm -hmm. walks of life and how they quote unquote cured their homesickness. And for me, like what I see when I interview people about feeling homesick is that they really spent the time investing in who am I in this new place and also creating friendships and community so that there was a home away from home in their new home. <laughs>
to really blossom. So yeah, it's a great, really great point. Navigating culture, it's a great resource for people who are already immigrants, who are living in a country that is not their birth country. Um, but what about people who are considering it, who are thinking about moving, but they haven't actually you know, taken that step? What advice would you give them? Like, I'm sure there are lots of advice and you're, you, know, you have all the resources there, um, but something specific now, what advice would you give to someone considering relocating? Yeah, I mean, there's so much advice and so many different types of advice for somebody who's moving. Um, I think if you're moving to a different country, like I can't, I'm not a lawyer, I can't give you advice on like what paperwork to fill out or like what visas to get. Um, that's definitely some some of the experts that I would love to bring mm-hmm. onto the podcast and onto Instagram um, because I don't want to give people wrong information. So mm-hmm. I think that's an aspect of immigrating that I don't want to speak too much on because I'm not an expert on mm-hmm. at the same point in time um if that part of your journey is already done if you're already ticked out those boxes and it's just about okay like where do I go now um and how do I make the move as successful as possible it's research 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 <laughs> um we have the internet at our fingertips which is worth you know tons of conversations with locals it's worth you know tons of encyclopedias about the place reading tons of books it's worth you know it's weight in gold where that's concerned so research everything you could ever possibly be interested in about a place like where to eat where to live um what mode of transportation is the best thing to have even basic things like what esthetician you want to go to or what therapist you want to see when you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, learn about the communities that already exist and try to even invest in those communities before you go. So if you're really into, this is an example, but if you're really into knitting and you find that there is um, a knitting group that meets once a week um, close to your place of work and you're like, oh, like this would be a great place to meet people. Like don't wait until you get there, mm-hmm. you know, to find out about it. Like, reach out to the person who owns it, see if there's a Facebook group, start adding into the community so that when you get there, it feels like if you already have some sort of like network to tap into, even if those people don't end up being like your lifelong friends in that place, right? Mm-hmm. And then a second thing I would say, which I've been saying this whole podcast is, but like be open, ask questions, look out for people who already live there, who have lived there and maybe have moved back. Ask them, what do you wish you had known before you moved? get that information and keep it in your mind so you don't have to make some of the same mistakes that they made. Mm -hmm. Of course, I think mistakes aren't necessarily a bad thing and there are things that you will make that you will consider to be mistakes and that's important to your evolution of of a person. But if there are things that you can avoid by simply talking to people, like why not? Um, The third more practical thing that I would say is make sure you have money saved if possible. That's not possible for everybody. (laughs) um but the more cushion that you have the easier it's gonna be um Mm -hmm. moving to a new place on your own is hard apartments are expensive real realtors fees are expensive something that I always forget but it's so real is that filling out a place with furniture is very expensive so Mm -hmm. make sure that you have that cushion um before you decide to make that journey and then I think the last thing is just embrace the journey um if you allow it 
you'll grow so much um, and you're probably in this experience ready to grow. So there will be growing pains, but I absolutely believe that there are also growing joys. So embrace that, get ready for that and just live your best life, as I like to say. Awesome. <laughs> That's just really great advice. Well, I think I think we've covered every, everything that I wanted to ask. Um, but if there's anything that you wanted to share that maybe I didn't think to ask. Um, also, I didn't ask you about your personal experience um, emigrating to a new country. I don't, if you want to go into that, it's up to you because you're always interviewing guests. But I don't know if you want to share your story, your, your um, yeah, your migration story. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is a really good idea and gives a great idea into why I started navigating culture in the first place. Yeah, super happy to share that. Uh, I think it will give people a great bit of insight into why this project is so important to me and uh, into why I do this. And I'm, I'm not trying to uh, be overly dramatic here, but moving is a very traumatic experience, especially if you're moving on your own and you don't have family, etc. Um, so I feel like looking back, I buried a lot of that. And I'm not saying at all there were not great times. Um, there were absolutely great times and a lot of fun. I'm still having a lot of fun, but I didn't realize at the time like how anxious and um, depressed at times even I was and how it stopped me from trying so many things. Mm -hmm. um, there is like a 24 seven chat in your brain that's focused on like not messing up and being very conscious of like not making mistakes and feeling very aggrieved and wondering, you know, if I did something wrong, if somebody didn't greet me, for example, in the way that I'm used to being greeted. Um, I think maybe you can relate with that a lot as, you know, somebody who was born in Jamaica and lived in Turks and Caicos and then moved to a big city where people, the way they relate to each other is very different, right? Mm -hmm. um, another big thing is the places that I moved, you know, a lot of times I was the only person of color or even a black woman in a classroom in a workplace and not feeling like I had the energy or I had the safety to share from my own experiences. Um, having to deal with people reacting very negatively if I didn't have knowledge of like a very American coming of age experience, like the type of reactions I would get sometimes. It's like, you didn't watch that TV show growing up, like, oh my goodness, how could you not, like, what's wrong with you? So there's a lot of, of, of that happening when you move to a new place and when you move to a new culture. Mm -hmm. At the same point in time, you know, I really treasure my experiences. Moving opened up my love of travel. It allowed me to meet different types of people. Um, it allowed me to very much, like, be, like, my own uh, independent woman. And I see that so much now when I tell people that I solo traveled and I've been to so many places. Like I'm in my late twenties and some of the reactions I still get from like, you know, older people or people my parents' age are like, oh my goodness, like did your parents let you do that? Like that's so strange. Like, like why are you doing that? Is that safe? Um, so I really see like when I come back home, how much I've grown and how different my perspective is now because I don't need to wait on people um, to do what it is that I want to do. If I want to go to Mexico, <laughs> of course, like I need to be safe and I'm not going to just like 
pick up a bag and go to Mexico tomorrow mm-hmm. and live in, you know, some random Airbnb somewhere. Um, I'm going to do the research, but I don't need that consensus anymore to yeah. do something that I've always wanted to do. Absolutely. And that can be something as basic as traveling to like what I want to eat to like what I want to be and do in the world. Um, and so I'm really grateful for that personal experience of moving to a new country because I feel like it really helped me grow um, in that way. And so while it was hard, hard and can still be super difficult at times, I'm very grateful. Um, and I know that because of the tribulations and trials, again, mm-hmm. not to be overly dramatic that I went through, um, mm-hmm. I have this space now to create this platform that I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are other people in the world who experience similar things. And so I'm so excited that I get to build this mm-hmm. um, and share that with people who need it. Well, I'm thankful that you created this platform um, and I, I'll be following and I'll be sharing because I, like I said, um, I've met so many people uh, who are, you know, in, the, in a similar situation and I know this will be so valuable to them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see the growth and to see, to see where it goes. Tell people where they can find you online. Um, you also, you created like an ebook of, um, what is it, um, Creating Lasting Friendships, I think it is. Is that the yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where can people find um, that and you know, all that information? Of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for being such a great host oh. um, and for being so appreciative of my answers. I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I really enjoyed being here and talking to you. I thought that your questions were so insightful and introspective and I really enjoyed thinking about them and answering them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, where to find me? I'm on Instagram at Navigating Culture. Um, so that's N-A-V-I-G-A-T-I-N-G-C-U-L-T-U-R-E, Navigating Culture. And then my website is navigatingculture.co. And you can get my ebook. Um, you're very close. It's How to Make Authentic Friends in a New Place at navigatingculture.co forward slash friends. Um, and you can use the discount code podcast to get a 75% off, um, well, discount. So uh, if you're interested in that, um, let me know. The 75 discount ends up being about 10 bucks. So mm-hmm. if you feel called to getting that, like, please do. And there's also a ton of free um, assets like webinars and other shorter ebooks um, on the website and via Instagram that you can download um, for free. And people can listen to your podcast, which is? Yes, the podcast is The Homesickness Cure, and you can find it pretty much everywhere you listen. It's on Anchor, it's on Apple iTunes, um, it's on Spotify, it's on Google. So pretty much wherever you listen, you can search The Homesickness Cure, um, and the podcast will pop up. All right. Thanks again. Thank you so much um, for joining me, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Listen to episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or visit anchor.fm forward slash feature Friday, where you can also leave a voice message, which may be featured in future episodes. 
Once again, I'm your host, Akilia Williams. Thanks so much for listening and see you next Friday.